Hey, this is Bobby. And this is Jared. And you are listening to the Frankincense Podcast. Episode. Yeah, why did I say my name like that, man? I was like, this is Jared. I don't know what happened. I, I turned into Tom Waits for a minute. You know, hey, guys. Um, no. <laughs> oh, man. I almost slipped into some Tom Waits quotes, and I realized that would be completely inappropriate for this podcast. That would be funny, but yeah, don't do that. Or would it? Or would it? Maybe we'll operate to the crossover there, you know, the uh, the Christian people who also like Tom Waits, you know? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are here recording episode 26. Wow. Episode 26, and Bobby, somehow you are still way out there in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, I am. I, I haven't been able to make it back. So that's. <laughs> and I am here in Philippi, West Virginia. I don't know why I had to specify Chicago, Illinois. I realize there are other Chicagos, but everybody knows when you just say Chicago, you mean Chicago, Illinois. It's Chicago as as a city has achieved that celebrity status like Cher or Madonna, yeah. you don't need the last name. So no, Sting. Sting, absolutely. Yeah, Prince. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The artist formerly known as Chicago. Actually, there is a band called Chicago, and they're pretty good. They are. They are really good, actually. Yeah. Um, I was, I was, yeah. Anyway, Chicago. I'm here. Um, but hey, here we are. In I'm in Chicago. You're in Philippi, and we are recording. And um, yeah. again, uh, you know, it's it's been fun, man. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. It's been good to be back on and recording our episodes, and uh, yeah, and just sharing our thoughts on on topics, um, giving people to yeah. listen. So, um, so today um, we are going to be talking about something that's uh, pretty big. Um, so we're going to talk about fear culture, but yeah. we're going to talk about Facebook and fear culture. <laughs> we're going to talk, okay. we're going to, I think, uh, you know, I'm on Facebook right now, even as we speak, I can probably find some live, uh, examples. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot out there, man. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Oh man. I see one now. Police warn of highly addictive substance about to hit the streets. Girl scout cookies. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that is obviously a satirical Facebook story, but which, uh, which one is, <laughs> Facebook is that, story nevertheless. Is that a is that a Babylon Bee or is that an onion? Uh, no, it's not. It's a group I have not heard of, but it is. You can tell it's it's you know they they know what they're doing. It's yeah. funny. Um. Yeah. So I mean, but that's that's actually a pretty much a, a primary thing, though, right? Because that's what we yeah. see. It's like we're so. You know, for instance, right now, you know, um, actually, as of right now, when we are recording this, um, you know, there's that the dangerous um, and scary coronavirus that's that's going around. Um, I mean, everybody's talking about it. Um, I even heard somebody today uh, talk about, you know, because um, I'm taking a class right now, and there's a um, there's a, a couple that are missionaries from China, and um, and so people are like, uh, did you bring it with you? And they're like, no, no, like we're okay, you know. Um, and they and they kind of like jokingly were talking about it, but then in reality, though, they were like, the the lady was talking. She's like, my husband called me and said, you know, our son is sick and he's coughing, and I'm like, oh no, is it the coronavirus? And he's like, no, it's not. It's just a common cold, right? But right. because of the way social media works, because of the way media works, um, there's something that comes 
that they know how to play on, right? The 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 fear factor, the thing that right. they know how to just make everything seem so crazy dramatic. And I'm not saying the coronavirus isn't, because unfortunately there've been a lot of lives who've lost. But because of the way it's shared and the way it's spoken about, before anybody really understands what it looks like, instantly everything is now the coronavirus, right? It's like you can be yeah. you can be sitting in a classroom. Somebody coughs. You have the coronavirus. You know, um, you can you have to. You know, it's like no matter where you're at, you're sitting in that fear. And I yeah. think like social media has media in general, but social media especially has created this avenue of um, of, of fear for people to be afraid yeah. of everything. Um, they don't do a, a lot of research into stories. They don't look into um, whether or not things actually make sense or yeah. – um, and it's just something that happens. And it doesn't, by the way, take a great deal of time to, to verify a news story. There are some that are a little harder. You know, I mean I've been tricked, uh, but uh, it, I, I, I'm, I'm tricked when you know, I, I can – you know, I'm tricked when maybe like a couple of the verifying sources – uh, prove to be mistaken, you know? Yeah. Um, but this all like, I just see something I'm afraid of. Um, let's just believe it, share it, man. <laughs> yeah. I've called people out on things too. Uh, you know, sort of privately I've said, listen, that's a fake news story. And every once in a while I'll get somebody to say, honestly, I'm just bored. I'm just sharing. Yeah. <laughs> like things, things are adding to a problem that you're not fully participating in. Exactly. So. I think we've spoken a little bit about this before, but I think like right now, especially like our the fake news thing has really ran to a new level, and especially when Facebook has actually come out and said they're gonna. You, think, allow- it, you okay. think it's like getting worse? Like, is it? I mean, because you know, a time when it seemed to be like ramping up was, of course, leading up to the the twenty sixteen election. Um, motions were running high, and you feel like it's it's not improved. Well. I, I especially think right now it hasn't improved because Facebook has even come out and said that they're actually going to allow for um, political uh, – for people running for office to, to, to have misleading ads. Yeah, to lie. Yeah, Absolutely. Like they said we're going to allow that. Like we're not going to stop them from doing that. And for me, yeah. you know, that's one of those things where you're like, wait a second – like of all the things to do, but then at the same time, though, I'm not really that upset with Facebook on this, yeah. mainly because I remember when I was a kid when all of the ad campaigns were on TV. Yeah, and there would be facts that were shared about the other, like the op, the opposing candidate, like saying like little snippets from like big like speeches that they may have given, but sharing yeah. little snippets and saying. They don't care about kids, you know. It's like wait, Classic. because Classic. like yeah. like this person's against children. Why? Right. Well, because they <laughs> they wanted to to end school lunches. It's like no, yeah. they didn't. They said that they, like they says end school lunches, but then like end dot 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 school lunches. But it's like end bad food in school lunches. <laughs> but they took out that bad yeah. food part and just said end That's school lunches. Thing, yeah. But what they allowed for false advertising in the television ads for as long yeah. as I can remember. So these misleading ads that have been going on forever. But mm-hmm. the difference is you could not screenshot 
or share a commercial from television. Now you have people who don't do any fact checking and they just share whatever they read yeah, and and they don't even believe the fact checking stuff on Facebook. Like it might have something that pops up and says yeah. fact check. These three places have have recognized that this is actually a false article, and people are like, <laughs> and then they're like, no, that's the scam. Yeah, that's the false article. yeah. I, I said that as a joke years ago when Snopes was new. I was like, man, Snopes, uh, this could be a good thing. And then I and then I just happened to make a joke on uh, I think it's Facebook or something or Twitter, and I said, what if Snopes? Is the is the scam? Yeah, like, I, I had a couple of friends who I think their heads exploded at that point. <laughs> really, I was just kidding, you know. But um, uh, I think there are people who who do who do feel that way. But yeah, we can't really rely uh, solely upon fact checking. We got to be our own fact checking website, right? Uh, but not everybody's BS flag works you know i i don't know if everybody's familiar with that term but you know it was always something i picked up from the military it's like you know you hear something that seems like false information and you know rumors and gossip will spread through a military organization just as fast as any other but then you know hopefully you have some discerning uh, you know officer or ceo who says no no that's <laughs> the bs flag has gone up yeah. i don't think we can believe that one you know yeah and uh, i i kind of I feel like some people's BS flag is like permanently retired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I'd like to see get it back. You need to hoist that thing up once in a while. <laughs> yeah. And th- the sad part is though, is that what it ends up happening though, is not just creating fear in your, in yourself, but like yeah. fear of others. Right. Yeah. Um, because- That's the tragedy here is like, we sort of create this fear of uh, other people and, you know, the decisions we make when we're afraid are seldom good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can save you. Fear saves you in the short term. That's true. Fear can motivate some positive changes in the short term. But I think when it becomes ingrained that, like, this is like a, a you know, a general policy of mine that I've got to protect myself from any danger by any means necessary, we really, really, really make some dumb decisions. Yeah. And and bring hurt, bring more hurt than the thing we're afraid of was ever going to do. Yeah. Like so, for instance, um, you know, in our in in my hometown, in the town that you know I I live in um, when I'm not in Chicago, um, you know, there was an article that came out about um, supposedly, or it was shared on Facebook or something like a, a something that was shared on Facebook about there were um, several. Uh, Mexican um, people who are at Walmart with, right. with phones who were tracking people down, right? Now, the thing is, I'm still wondering whether or not it was true, um, whether or not those people really were there. Right. Because nobody really seems to know the full answer. Um, but number two, um, in the conversation I've had with, with people who would be able to know if this is true – um, they've suggested that uh, it's not true and that um, – or at least it hasn't been reported to be true and that the person who um, began the rumor is known to be pretty blatantly racist. Now, okay. I'm actually not surprised. Yeah. So because of that, right, this post has 
gone viral and run ran rampant and got people afraid to even go to the grocery stores um, hearing about uh, possible sensors being put on cars to track people back to their house. Um, okay, well, what, what would they do when they figure out where you live? Like, what, what's what's the end game here? The, I think that instantly it's human trafficking. You know, they instantly, oh, instantly okay. jump to human okay. trafficking. Like, that these, you know, Mexicans are here for human trafficking. Now, I'm saying that... So as they're, a, they're using Walmart to shop for people and then kidnap them is what the story is. Right. Yeah, that just sounds like that just sounds like classic fear mongering. Yeah, right there. You know, and I'm saying that as a as a Mexican male, um, like yeah. it's one of those things where I'm like, um, yeah, no. And as somebody who's also done a lot of studying on human trafficking, because um, I'm a okay. huge I'm a huge supporter of the End It movement um, through. Yeah, you know, and I want to say I the people that I really find, um, you know, really speaking out about human trafficking tend to be pastors, uh, male and female, you know, and um, their spouses. And I just see a lot of church leaders speaking out about human trafficking. So I'm not surprised that, you know, you're part of the End It movement. Yeah, and I'm a huge supporter of the A21 um, campaign, which is uh, Christine Kane and and her project to rescue um, uh, people and, and, you know, great work. I support them. And so I've done a lot of research and, and understand, like, you know, granted, I don't know all the nuances of human trafficking. However, okay. I, do yeah. know, I do know some warning signs and some things that, like, okay, this is kind of stuff that you see. Now, the majority of the time, you don't see them. Like, you wouldn't see them in the, in the wide open trying to make stuff happen like that. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they are – um, they're, they're people who are, who will, um, walk, look, and then swoop. Like, it's not just a, we're going to stand here and watch and, and just be in the wide open where everybody can see me and where I'm going to try to take somebody in the wide open because that's not how they work. Um, okay. but not to say that they can't work that way. The majority of the time though, 98 to 99% of the time, that's not how it's going to go down. But all right. Um, but regardless of that, the nobody is calling the police. Nobody's calling city hall. Everybody's just feeding off of what they're seeing on Facebook and jumping on this whole thing of we need to either get rid of them or we need to uh, have guns and be ready to defend ourselves. Um, you know, because we got to be we got to be heroes in the parking lot. You know, and. Um, and, and it's like, it's becomes this whole thing of people are ready to do vigilante justice over something that has not been verified. And so now for me, like, what if nobody knows who I am? I'm just walking in the store and I just happen to be walking behind a a person, a, a woman, and we're walking out the door at the same time. And then instantly somebody says, Oh, he's trying to track her, you know, like, yeah. Like if they don't take time to talk to me, if they don't even take the opportunity to like say, hey, there's something like, like, are you okay? Or if they don't call the police to say, hey, come look, because this guy seems a little bit shady, which hopefully nobody thinks I look shady, but I have a big black beard and I'm a bigger guy. So who knows? Yeah. But if you don't take the time to like report it, if you're just going to go ahead and say, I'm going to blast this on Facebook and yeah. and then nobody does anything to report. To, to report to make sure that it's, it's the legitimate thing. Excuse me. Then, then really, all we're doing is um, perpetuating a, a false narrative 
Um, oh, and, absolutely. And, and, and really just play, playing, in, playing into uh, playing into this fear of the other, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which I it is, it, you know, at its core. I, you know, I, I bring it up sometimes on this podcast, but, you know, just underlying there are just racial fears, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm not surprised that that you know that this is how this story has been um, passed uh, around. I, I, I I'm I'm kind of walking on eggshells here, Bobby, but mm. I I do notice I do notice that some people in my life are quick to share stories that make it appear as if non-white people are dangerous. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, like, we could even look at um, the way people treat, um, you know, oh, man, I, I won't even try to say her name because I know I'll butcher it, but the congresswoman um, who's a Muslim, right? They've instantly, oh, okay. like, they love to paint her as yeah. an anti-American, anti-everything woman and who supports the Taliban and... And all about yeah. ISIS and, 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 you know, like, okay. And just basically any false story or any twisted uh, story about her can ju- just get shared by, by a certain percentage of my Facebook feed. There are people just all too willing to click on that, it's, you know. Because because um, they just want to – they want to be – they want to be afraid of something. And for yeah. some reason they've chosen to be afraid of her or afraid yeah. of – like you said, afraid of the other. Instead afraid of, of the other because i mean if, if you know if i go posting stories every day uh, about uh white supremacist hate groups uh or a white supremacist terrorist in america that story is not getting shared at the same rate no no because, because people don't feel like a white supremacist the majority which is white does not feel like a white supremacist group is going to uh, is anything to be feared because it's like well why would they hurt me i'm white yeah, exactly. so I'm not, I'm not afraid. That's really the attitude, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, maybe you know, you know, maybe they are violent, maybe they are dangerous. I'd really be afraid of them if I wasn't white, but I am. So why do I care? You know, right. and that's the attitude. And I, I, I know that maybe we didn't start this uh, um, podcast to talk about you know uh, race again, uh, but I always find that it, it's it's in there. It's like we're we're kind of a, addicted to it as a culture. Yeah, and it, it's it's a it's not the main thing in in a lot of issues, but it's it's a factor yeah. in a lot of these issues, you know, in, in fear culture, you know, it's a fear factor. Oh man, <laughs> it took me all it took me all podcast to put that together. It is a fear factor, yes. Just without like the bugs everywhere and you know drinking your own urine or whatever they do. I don't know, but they it's gross. Oh yeah, they... I think I was. There's nothing on Fear Factor I wouldn't do uh, until they get to the uh, eating animal entrails. I just don't. Uh, I don't that's not fear to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. Uh, that's just grossness. Yeah. No, but like, anyway. No, back so, to the. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, we can even take it another step. Like, I was, um, I was in a, a classroom recently and um, listening to a lecture, and um, the conversation went to the idea that margarine causes cancer. Okay. That uh, that when you heat it up, that eating margarine is fine, but if you heat it up, it instantly creates carcinogens because of the trans fat 
um, that can cause cancer. Now, they aren't, they aren't 100%. They Is that aren't, what uh, trans fat does? So, yes. I mean, okay. like, like, they aren't 100% wrong on this. However, okay, I, was say, I thought trans fat was all about uh, clogging your arteries, uh, you know, cl- you know, cholesterol type stuff. Yeah. So, so okay. I guess it's something that can happen if you think, but so yeah. they aren't a hundred percent wrong, but if you're using margarine from like a while back, like newer stuff has like newer stuff in it that like they're trying to avoid that. So it's like, it's not as dangerous as what it once was. Now, uh-huh. But the thing is, though, right? If if I didn't like Google it to like take the like take the two minutes to Google, can margarine cause cancer? Like, I would have actually believed it, because I was like, right. I was like, oh my gosh, like I've had margarine before, like, and I've used it to cook before. Am yeah. I gonna get cancer? Like, this is crazy. And then I this get a little headache. This sort of like hit and run false facts that kind of stick with you, you know? Yeah, like and it's yeah. like, oh man, I got a headache. I have a margarine tumor, right? Like, like instantly in my head, like I have a margarine tumor, right? And it's like because yeah. that fear gets in there. I mean, and that's like a that's a, a a thing. Like that's a small thing, but then to take it all the yeah. way to the racism thing, and everything in between, that we have to be aware that that we are living in a time where we have the access to everything in the palm of our hand if we just take the time to go onto our our web browser google ask a question we can find the answer to all these things that we're afraid of and we can find out if it's true or not now if you take in if you start to go ahead and type in things that are focused basically on the narrative you want to believe you're going to find all the reports to support everything that you want to believe so if you want to say, does this woman hate America? Okay. Okay, you're probably going to find things about her hating America. But if you don't go far enough to find the things that this is, well, this isn't true, this isn't true, or she actually does love America or whatever, then you're going to go ahead and buy into the false narrative because you don't want to go any further than what supports your idea. And so if you don't – so again, for us, if we want to get over fear – we got to get past the things that we believe, right? Does that make sense? Yes, we do. Like, yeah. So it's like if if I mean because I if I want to believe that you're a murderer, right? Then and if I want to like, oh, Jared's a murderer, like he has to be. Right. And then I and everything. If I won't go any further than like ask, like if I if I don't go ask people about your character, if I don't yeah. spend time with you, but I mean like oh. You're like right now, like, you know, not to call you out, but, you know, you're just biting your fingernails, you know, like biting your fingernails. Oh, that's a sign of a murderer. That's oh, how I know. Video chat. I yeah. know. Yeah. But like you're a sign of a murderer. Oh, he has facial hair. Oh, and it's and it's oh, he's a murderer. And look at him. Like it's like I can instantly believe whatever I want to believe if I don't take the time to get over what I want to believe and look at the and look for the true facts into the story. Right? Yeah. Um. You got that right. So I think – so what does that – how does that translate into our faith, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what our focus is, right? Frankincense podcast. Well, we're about Christian uh, Christianity and culture, so. I'm already thinking – I'm already thinking what Bible verse we're going to talk about. You go, go ahead. No, you first. You go for it. Okay. You know, some of the dumbest decisions I've ever made, some of the worst prejudices I've ever had 
were based in fear. And when Jesus said perfect love drives out fear, I mean, that to me is like shows that, you know, you could tell how powerful a word is by looking at what is the opposite of it. And love has more opposites than any other word that I know. That's how you know love is powerful because love has so many enemies, right? Like what are the opposites of love? You know, lust, selfishness. One of these is fear. Mm-hmm. Putting put you know, juxtaposing love in binary opposition to fear shows you that. So if I'm making dumb decisions in fear, if I'm having prejudices in fear, perhaps I will have I will, I will have the opposite of that if I operate in love, you know? So, you know, if, uh, I can really learn to love in the true, like, you know, first Corinthians, you know, 13 cents, right. If I can really learn to love in that way, uh, not just my friends, but also who are we supposed to love our enemies, (laughs) not not fear our enemies, love our enemies. Then, um, those prejudices that I had before should dissolve. They should turn into this sort of fearless openness where I am willing to take a chance, you know, uh, to, to get to know that person, you know? So that's, that's my idea there is that we've got to be, instead of operating in fear, which is, which is totally natural. That's totally of the flesh. That is like your biology surviving in the wilderness. Fear keeps you alive. Yeah. But that's not how Jesus wants to operate. Jesus wants to operate in love. We need to be extremists for love. That's that's my thought. That's the first thought I had. Yeah. Well, I was actually like I like I like that. It was a good word. I think I was even going for the idea of like the the idea of um, like sometimes you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars, right? Oh um, yeah. Let's go that way for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I think that's just a that's that's really kind of the idea of all the words that are going to be said to get you afraid. But he says like, yeah. after he said that, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, because the thing is, these things are going to happen. Like, I mean, you're going to have wars. You're going to have, you're going to have things. They're going to have things that are going to happen in this world. And if you get shaken up by them, then where's your foundation? Right. Yeah. Because again, if our foundation is on Jesus, if our foundation is on God and who is, who doesn't shake, <laughs> who doesn't break, who doesn't bend, he stays firm yeah. and solid. If that's our foundation, yeah. then all the things that are around us that want to shake us up, we know that that's supposed to happen. But our yeah. foundation is Jesus. So I'm not going to get shaken up by these things. I'm going to do due diligence, though, to be aware of what's true and what's not true so I can prepare myself. If it turns yeah. out that... Like, man, margarine causes cancer? Guess what? I'm not buying margarine anymore. If it turns out that there's people at Walmart trying to swoop in and take my kids, well, guess what? I'm carrying my kids. Or if I go to Walmart, I'm going to go by myself. Or if I go with my kids, I'm going to be on high alert, and I will just go ahead and make sure that I'm with them at every moment, right? Um, Yeah. I mean, like, it's not that difficult, but – you know, I'm not going to be so shaken up that it freezes me up because that's how the enemy wins. That's how the enemy wins. Absolutely. And by enemy, we mean, uh, you know, Satan. We mean like the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, not our flesh and blood enemies <laughs> that we call enemies, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, the, the guy from the other country. Yeah. 
I'm talking like the enemy, Satan, yeah. will win when we are frozen up, afraid yeah. afraid to do anything, afraid to walk into the world, afraid to experience life, experience, afraid to build relationships with people who are different, yeah. Afraid, yeah. To, afraid to walk into community, afraid yeah. to um, share our heart, share love that, to our neighbor. That's the downside of fear. Like we feel so protected when um, we respond in fear, you know, to, to sort of isolate ourselves. But then we miss out on all those things you just mentioned. Yeah. And that's when the enemy wins because we are. And we, the enemy wins because we do not live our lives for Jesus at that point. Exactly. You know, we're not seeking first the kingdom of God when we're paralyzed with fear, you know. Mm. And um, man, just getting riled up, you know, looking at, you know, things on, on social media that just seem like they're designed to keep you from bridging that gap. I mean, doesn't Satan love it when we are afraid of, uh, as Americans, we're afraid of Muslims or when we're afraid of, you know, uh, Mexican people in the Walmart, doesn't Satan love it? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Jesus, I misattributed, um, the perfect love drives out fear to Jesus. May I correct myself? That was John. That's from, that's from first John chapter four. And I just looked it up. It says there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I'm uh, like, again, you know, we can look at all the all the stuff that's posted. We can look at all the things that are shared, but if we don't do our part to be aware of what's true and what's not true, then then really <laughs> we're fools, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go to the next level on this. If you share something, you haven't taken the time to find out if it's true or not, but you share it. And then other people start getting afraid because of the things that you're sharing. Okay. You, you are causing fear into the life of somebody else. You are causing them to lose a connection, right? There's something about this that for me, like, I think I get, I get so riled up when I see other Christians who share things yeah. that are completely false narratives about, um, I mean, I can go as far as like talk about, I'm sorry, that was some news that popped up. Oh, it's okay. Um, like I can go as far as to think about like, um, like even like the Virginia, uh, gun law thing that's going on, you know, um, okay. seeing people share about how the, the governor there said that he was going to get the national guard to come in and take all the guns away. And that if you don't register, then he can have you like put in jail or something like that. Or like, um, something yeah. about like, I, like it's something extreme. And I was like. This can't be true. Like, I mean, I like I could see him saying we need to make stricter gun laws, but him to say I'm going to get all the guns, I'm going to take all the guns away, and I'm going to call in the National Guard. I'm like, this can't be true. I looked it up. It took me two minutes to look it up, and he never said some of the words that are being attributed to him. Like, okay. But people are still sharing it like it was true, and the people are still sharing it like like it was true are Christian people. A lot of them are Christian people who hold firm to the yeah. Second Amendment and are sharing this message that all it does is create fear in people and tell people that this governor is going to do something crazy 
And then make people think, if the governor can pull off this crazy thing, then it's going to happen to you too. And then it makes people freak out, go out and buy guns. And then we get this march of people carrying guns into Virginia who like think for some reason they thought carrying guns into Virginia and marching is going to like, I don't know what they were hoping to do with that. I don't know what happened with that. It was just, we're going to walk in, stand here with guns and then go home. Um, you know, I like, but the reality of it is, is like, dude, he's not saying he's going to take away guns. He's asking you guys just to register the guns to make sure that it's all taken care of. And if you don't want to do it and we find out that you have them and they're not registered, we're taking them away and you can go to jail. You know what I mean? Like, like, and if that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. But he never said anything about taking away guns from people. He just wants he wants to have a, a stricter rule on how the guns are going to be handled. Yeah. And people instantly jump to he said that he's going to take them away from us and he's calling in the National Guard because somebody wanted to go ahead and post something saying that that's what he said, which was never true. And so then I have a conversation with a friend and the friend brings that up. And I'm like, that can't be true. I Google it. It's not true. And then they're like, oh, well, uh, I, I guess it was wrong. But I'm like, look how long you were afraid that we're going to like that we're going to lose our gun rights, that we're going to lose all this stuff because of something that's happening in Virginia that was never said and never true. But we live in that fear because you yeah. don't take time to look it up. Jesus is not about fear. God is not, not about fear. There's no reason for us to be afraid of things, especially if we take the time to look them up and make sure that they're real. And we got to make sure, too, our foundation is right. Yeah. So. Yep, that's where I'm at. There it is. All right. So, you have anything else to add on that? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I'm going to try to stay off um, – you know, some uh, political pages tonight on uh, <laughs> uh, Facebook. I just happened to glance over at a few from some local politicians, and uh, it was it was fear mongering. You know, um, it, fear of everything. Um, you know, um, and uh, I don't even want to get into it now. It's just too late. I just want to end it on uh, let's just let love drive out fear, and then we don't have to pick apart every little fear that we see. Hey, that's good. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, this has been another episode of the Frank It Says podcast. Uh, again, if you like what you're hearing, you enjoy this. You enjoy this podcast. Uh, rate us, share us. Um, you know, yeah. put it on social media. Leave a comment on our Facebook page. Um, you know, but hey, we just love to hear from you. And thanks again for listening to uh, Frank It Says podcast. I'm Bobby. And I'm Jared. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.